are listening to Beyond the Whistle. Beyond the Whistle is the show that takes you beyond the X's and O's to provide tips and advice on the business of sports and how sports professionals can advance in their careers. Beyond the Whistle is brought to you by McCant Sports, a sports executive search and sports leadership consulting firm. Learn more at McCantSports.com. Welcome to Beyond the Whistle. I'm your host, Odell McCants, and thank you for listening. You enjoy podcasts. That's pretty obvious since you're listening to me, and I appreciate you doing so. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? This episode of Beyond the Whistle is all about the power a podcast of your own can have as the foundation of your personal brand. In episode 18, Ron McKeefrey, an internationally recognized strength coach, shared the importance of you as a coach creating your personal brand. How building an audience of loyal followers, your tribe, can get you through the transitions every coaching career has. And how a personal brand can even help create sources of income beyond your coaching. If you have not listened to episode 18, I encourage you to do so. With a podcast, you have your own coach's show. Think about that. Regardless of where you are in your coaching career or the level of your program, you can create a platform to share your personal story, who you are, and what you are about with an audience of fans, recruits, parents, other coaches, and even administrators. You no longer have to be a head coach of a Power 5 program with some kind of media contract to have your own coaches show. And if you are, you can go deeper with your audience to share who you are beyond the X's and O's. My tagline for this show. For this topic, I'm proud and honored to have as my guest, Jared Morris. When I had the idea of starting this podcast, I listened to all of the podcasts about podcasting out there. There are plenty, and I still listen to some. One show that was impactful for me in the beginning, and still is to this day, is The Showrunner. The Showrunner is hosted by Jared and his co-host, Johnny Naster. What's different about The Showrunner is the guys don't focus on the technical aspects of podcasting like so many other podcasts. In fact, many of those shows actually scared me from starting a podcast. Jared and Johnny provide actionable advice that drive meaningful results with a podcast-centered content strategy. Another reason I'm excited to have Jared on the show is that's not the only podcast Jared has. Jared is also co-host of The Assembly Call, a fan-based podcast on Indiana University basketball. So he has a unique understanding of podcasts as a platform for a brand and also how to leverage a basketball fan base to create an audience of loyal followers. What I also learned during our conversation is Jared is a coach's kid. He grew up with his father coaching Division I football and has a firsthand understanding of the life and profession of college coaching. I've been podcasting for close to two years now. I know the challenges with getting started. What equipment do you need? What's the technology behind it all? Do you know it took me almost two years to go from idea to starting this show? Two years. I don't want to see you take that long. If you're thinking about starting your own podcast, and I hope after listening to this episode you are, I want you to have the list of all the gear and tools I use to produce this very show. My podcasting toolbox is a free guide to everything you need to get started with much less of a financial investment than you probably think. You can get your free copy of my podcasting toolbox by using the link in the show notes. Simply swipe left or right in your podcast app. If you want to go deeper with the idea of your own podcast to launch your show, I'd love to work with you. And if you want to go deeper with the idea of your own podcast to launch your show, I'd love to work with you. 
Email me at odell at mccantsports.com and we can discuss your idea. I'll share my podcasting journey and help you with getting started. With that, here's my conversation with Jared Morris of the Showrunner and the Assembly Call podcast on Build Your Personal Brand Through Podcasting. I'm super excited to have as my guest today, Jared Morris. Jared is the co-host of the Showrunner podcast, where he and his co-host, Johnny Naster, deliver meaningful results with a podcast-centered content strategy. It's a show that I listen to every episode, and I'm also a proud member of the Showrunner community membership site. The Showrunner also offers podcasting courses, which we'll share more later in the episode. But that's not all with Jared. As a serial podcaster, Jared also hosts The Assembly Call, an Indiana University basketball podcast and postgame show. With The Assembly Call, Jared has built a fan community centered around the passion of Indiana basketball fans. It's because of the combination of these experiences that I've been wanting to have Jared on the show. So, Jared, welcome to Beyond the Whistle. All right, thank you for having me, Odell. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Well, Jared, I have to admit I'm a little nervous. I've listened to every episode of The Showrunner. I've listened to The Assembly Call, and I've listened to other marketing podcasts of yours. So I'm used to ha- hearing you in my headphones, but I'm not used to having the conversation. <laughs> Well, and this is, you know, this is what I love about podcasting is when you can, you know, create that connection on your show and then you kind of take it the next step, whether it's coming on someone else's show or having a conversation on the phone or meeting in person. That's that's what makes it all worth doing. So I'm glad we're having this opportunity to talk. So, Jared, my first question has to be, what's the outlook for Indiana basketball this season? Oh, I think it's good. I, I think it's really good. You know, the last couple of seasons have been tough, um, but I think with... The new coaching staff that we have, which has really just impressed everybody with the plan that they've laid out and their ability to execute on it, and then some of the returning players blended with some really talented young players, I think there's some question marks, and those question marks need to get answered, you know, if it's going to be a, a title-type team, but it's definitely a team that should, you know, be top three or four in the Big Ten, you know, be in the top 25, and then they've got a lot of upside potential, a high ceiling from there. So it should be a really fun season. Well, I'm a big fan of Archie Miller's and uh, mm-hmm. Ed Schilling is a good friend of mine. And with Bruiser Flint there, yeah, he's, he did a great job of assembling the staff. And oh, yeah, I knew it, just be, it was going to be a matter of time till things got back to what Indiana fans expect. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of the feeling that all IU fans have. You know, it just... For some reason, with the previous coaching staff, it never quite felt like the right fit. Like, there were some good times, but there was just something off about the fit and this has just felt comfortable since the day Archie took over it just feels like a great match between a coach and a staff and a fan base and I mean every every sign so far has been really positive so we're as a fan base we're very very excited feeling very good about the future of the program so Jared take us to a time when a guy in Dallas Texas decides he wants to do, to do a podcast on Indiana basketball <laughs> well you know, I grew up in Indiana. My dad was a football coach, actually, at IU. And so I grew up in Bloomington going to games, you know, grew up with those early 90s teams of Calvert Chaney and Greg Graham and Damon Bailey that were so good. And so I kind of created that emotional connection to Indiana basketball from a very young age, and it never went away. And so, you know, once I got out of school and, you know, <laughs> meandered around a little bit, kind of trying to figure out what I, what I wanted to do, you know, I found myself, I was living on my own at the time, living in Dallas and watching IU games because, you know, still a fan and, it, you know, kind of felt like something was missing. It was like, you know, the game would end and I would want to talk about it with somebody or, or just have more. And, you know, living in Dallas, you know, while there are lots of IU fans in Dallas, that were there were none immediately there, you know, with me. 
And so, you know, we, a couple of friends and I, guys who had written for another site that I was working on, you know, kind of saw this this missing content that, that could be there that other IU fans might like, which would be a show right after the game so that all of us scattered across the world would have a place to convene and kind of hang out after the game. And we kind of figured it was something that even though we weren't covering the team locally, you know, even though we didn't have a big built-in audience, this was something different that we could offer that we felt like we could do a decent job at and, and get better at that people might like. That was, you know, kind of our hypothesis. And so we just started it and just went out there, did it, you know, no one really listened to the first episode. And, you know, we would just get a couple listeners, you know, each episode after that. And it just, it, it, it grew. And we found that we just really enjoyed doing it. It was really fun. Um, you know, my co-host and I had some chemistry together. Um, and it was also an audience that we understood because we were part of the audience. You know, we kind of pulled ourselves out of the audience to serve the audience with the content that we were doing. Um, and I think more than anything, it's been a testament to the power of just sticking with it, you know, because I think what has really separated us from other people who have started shows in this niche is we just kept going. And eight years later, we're still here. And so people trust us and they've grown to know us. And we've created connections with audience members that keeps them coming back and it keeps us coming back. And so it's been, you know, a ton of fun and really, you know, grew beyond anything that we expected in the beginning. And, uh, you know, now, you know, coming into our eighth season with this really fun team that we're on the cusp of getting ready to cover, you know, it kind of feels like we're getting ready to get our second wind and, and hopefully take it to the next level, uh, even beyond where it's been. Now, I didn't know that you are a coach's kid. Yes. Yes, I am. My dad, uh, he played at the University of Colorado, play, or, uh, Colorado University. Um, he played football there and then was a coach under Bill Mallory at Northern Illinois at Indiana and then also coached at Purdue and Akron and then has been in scouting um, for about the last 15 years in the in the NFL. Oh, what are some of your memories uh, of your dad's coaching career? You know, it was so much fun growing up and, you know, during the week, we wouldn't see him a ton, <laughs> especially uh -huh. during the season because, you know, the coaches work a ton and they're, they're up early, you know, they have to stay there late. And so I didn't get to see him a ton during the week, except a little bit at night, but I would get to go in with him on Saturdays and kind of hang around on game day and be the ball boy on the field. And, you know, the, the guys who would babysit me would be his players. And it was just, it was a really, really fun way to grow up, you know, to have someone like a Bill Mallory kind of be like a grandfather figure, you know, to me when I was younger. Um, it was just, it was a really neat way to grow up. And it really gave me an appreciation for what athletics means beyond just the winning and the losing and, and how there's so much more nuance there and so much more to appreciate and to take into account, which I think has helped to kind of color my ability to analyze beyond just the wins and losses and the misses and the makes. Um, and it just, you know, like I mentioned earlier with the emotional connection, it created that emotional connection to sports early on. Um, and you know, and it, it, you know, kind of allowed me to see my dad doing what he loves because he's just a football guy. You know, he, when he got out of college coaching, he was out of coaching for about a year and, you know, just didn't really know what to do with himself because football is what he knew. It was what it was in his blood. And when he got to get back into scouting, it was like, you know, he was home again and he felt like himself and he was back doing what he loved. And so I really, you know, learned from that the importance of, you know, being honest with yourself about what you truly love and what really drives you and gets the juices flowing and gets you motivated. Um, and, and, you know, really kind of took that to heart. And it's helped me make decisions on directions that I want to take my career to. So, 
you know, it's one of those, you know, at times it would have been great to maybe have him home a little bit more during the season. But I think what it gave me and the experiences that it allowed me to have, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it or trade it for anything. So, Jared, this episode is is part of a series that uh, I'm hoping to share with coaches on the importance of building their personal brands uh, beyond a coaching style, but who they are as as a person. And I think this platform of podcasting is a tremendous opportunity for coaches at all levels of the game and in their careers to leverage something. I, I don't know your dad's age, but something your dad may may or may not have had uh, the opportunity mm-hmm. to do so in their career. But I think today is a great opportunity uh, for, for, for coaches. As a veteran podcaster, one who coaches other podcasters, can you share with us the dynamics of podcasting and the industry and what makes this such a powerful platform? Absolutely. I think... You know, there are several things. You know, number one, it is there's a low barrier to entry. So it's really easy to get started. It's easy to create a podcast, to get it out there, and to distribute it directly to the people who you want to have listen to it. And that wasn't the case five years ago, certainly 10 years ago. You know, if you're a a coach, you know, and you have, you know, some sort of following, maybe you have a Twitter account, um, or even if you don't, you know, there are going to be fans of that school or whoever you're trying to target that as soon as you put yourself out there publicly, they will follow, they will pay attention. And if you have a podcast, people will listen to it. And so I think just that ease of being able to get it out there and get it into the hands or I guess into the ears of the people who you want to hear it is a really powerful opportunity. And then from there, it's about what you do with that opportunity. And I think the power of podcasting is in the ability to really connect with people. You know, people listen to podcasts in very intimate settings where they don't bring other people with them. You know, they may listen mm-hmm. to podcasts in the shower, they may listen when they're working out, when they're driving to work, when they're going on a walk. And it's just those voices inside of their head. And when that's your voice inside of their head, it gives you a real ability to connect because when you're talking, when people can hear your voice, you can't really fake it. Like people can tell if you're not being authentic. There's there are literally like elements of our voice that uh, that people pick up on, mm-hmm. and so that power to be able to do that is, I think, can be really helpful for really anybody in any industry who wants to build an audience. But I think it's especially helpful for coaches or for people who are in the public eye. And, and and you know who may be you know dealing with critics or, or dealing with any type of criticism, where I think it helps make you instead of just a two dimensional figure that is on someone's television or that you know people see in a press guide or just you know kind of see listed you know among a list of assistant coaches, it makes you a real person. It makes you someone that people can really connect with and get to know, and I think that is going to help you you know, deepen that connection with those people and have them see you as a three-dimensional figure, see you as a person, um, which is just going to, you know, going to have benefits, uh, you know, really that are innumerable as you move forward and continue building that relationship with the audience. Yes. In episode 17, uh, Ron McKeefrey, uh, is strength and conditioning coach, and he's done a great job of building his brand and has a podcast and books. Uh, he spoke to how coaches have such a huge advantage over other entrepreneurs and you work with entrepreneurs, you know, that coaches have this baked in audience, as you mentioned, of, of fans yeah. who want to connect and learn more about them and the program. 
He mentioned that when he got the the job as the strength coach at University of Tennessee, his Twitter follower count grew by ten thousand followers in one day. Uh, you know, and and, yeah. and us as entrepreneurs <laughs> would it would it would kill for that. You know, if and only, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that takes years of time and investment um, to 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 build a tribe of that of that level. Um, and I think that's something coaches can, can better understand is is how to leverage that that opportunity. Yeah, you know, and I think the other thing is, you know, it's really important when you're going to have a podcast to understand who your audience is, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't mean that you couldn't maybe target different audiences with different episodes, you know, but if you're a coach, you know, obviously you might have some episodes that are, you know, you, you know, maybe interviewing other people in the profession or, or you just talking about yourself and your experience and allowing people, you know, fans, whoever to get to know you. But, uh, you know, to me, I would think that, and I don't have any great examples of this to cite, but I would think, and, and maybe you can speak to this better than I can, Odell, but I would think it could also be used as a recruiting tool as well. Because if you use a podcast to maybe, you know, outline your practice strategy or outline your program philosophy, different things that you believe in, different ways that you handle situations, and you're able to maybe use that as, as a reference guide to, you know, to send to the parent of a recruit who maybe asks a question, you can say, you know what, we actually, I covered that on a podcast episode and we'll talk about it here. But, you know, if you want to, you know, maybe listen to that episode later, you know, we go over our philosophies of the program here in this episode, you know, and you give that to someone then to listen to who's, you know, interested in your program for whatever reason, that gives them another way to connect with you and to learn what you're all about. And, and, and that may be something that separates you because other people don't have that. So it's so important to understand who you're talking to and then to, you know, to be authentic and offer value. You know, it can't be something where you just get on there and say, you know, well, you know, I'm coach such and such just by virtue of me being here and talking, people will listen. People still need to get something out of it. And that doesn't mean that you, you know, reveal the reason why you suspended player X or, you know, what you're going to do, you know, down three with 10 seconds to go when you have the ball out of bounds. Like you don't need to give away those kinds of things, but you do want to give some kind of value, give people you know, a reason to really feel like they invested their time well and a reason to come back. And that's where that connection develops. And when you do that enough over time, you really develop something to where it, you know, again, it becomes more than just that two-dimensional relationship. It really becomes much more rich. um, And and whatever audience you're targeting, that's really going to be helpful. Yeah, and I, I agree with you that I think the real opportunity is there. It's moving beyond the X's and O's and the strategy, uh, but who you are as as a person and what your program uh, is is about. Um, absolutely, I think that's where the true opportunity is for, for coaches. Yeah, and and you know, you know, one thing that that I would love to see Indiana do more is is make the players more available. And they've started to more. They certainly do more, you know, under the new staff than happened previously. Um, they don't do it as much as some other schools. And to me, you know, and, and I, I, I understand, you know, maybe why they don't do that. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, wondering if the players are ready for it, maybe afraid that they'll say something, you know, that, that, that they shouldn't say, or that could be used as bullet, bulletin board material, all of that stuff. You know, so I've always wondered, maybe if it's a, a conversation with a coach, and you're kind of, you know, there listening, of course, you can edit out anything that you don't want to publish in the in the final episode. But you know, I know as fans, we love any opportunity to hear from these guys and to, you know, to hear about not just what they're doing on the court or on the practice floor, but what they're interested in studying, you know, what campus life is like, you know, just to get to know them as people. Because I think that's why a lot of people pay attention to college sports over pro sports is, you know, we went to the university and it's rewarding seeing guys who maybe it's, you know, three generations removed or six generations removed, but, you know, you're watching guys go through a similar experience to what you did. 
and you can relate a little bit, which you can't really do once they become professionals. You know, simply because they're they're going to the same school you did, and 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 having some of those same kind of growth milestones in college. And so, you know, getting to know those guys again, and I've seen this with you know the people that comment on our show and that and and that we serve at, at the assembly call is when that happens, people again they feel like they know the players on a deeper level. And instead of it just being, man, number 22, you know, what an idiot. Why did he make that pass? It's like, you know, all right, you know, that, you know, Rob, that probably wasn't the best pass that you can make, but man, you know, that, that kid's really trying hard and, you know, we'll get him the next time. And it's because it just becomes a much more constructive and supportive conversation as opposed to, you know, the more destructive kind of conversations that we can see happen among sports fans all the time. And what do you think about this being an opportunity to have, uh, players or other members of your staff actually participate. Maybe it is co-hosting or doing a segment or even behind the scenes editing, which I want to get into kind of the steps in the process here um, as an opportunity for those young people to to, to grow and gain an, an experience beyond the sport. Well, look, I, I think it would be helpful for anybody because ultimately when you're podcasting, you are you're serving an audience and and it comes down to communication. You know that's what you're trying to do is communicate a message or tell a story to an audience. And the medium that you know that we're doing it when we're when we're using podcast is audio. And so even if you don't want to have a future in the media, you can learn valuable things either from learning the technology side of it or just getting better at communicating and telling your story and expressing your ideas. But especially for anybody who wants to go into media and I know a lot of athletes, you know, do want to have a future in the media, these are skills that are really going to be helpful to have that could separate you because you would always have your playing experience to fall back on. But if you could also edit audio, you know, if you could, uh, you know, write a script for a show and outline a show, I mean, those are really skills that I don't think most people are going to have. And so I think that could be extremely helpful. And, and, and look, you know, you look at, at guys in the NBA now, you know, Damian Lillard uh, or, uh, he hosts a podcast. CJ McCollum hosts a really good podcast that I started listening to. Mm-hmm. You know, the players on the Cavs started a podcast. Like it is becoming a world where professional athletes are connecting one on one with their audiences and removing the barrier of the media to doing it. And so, you know, certainly, you know, if you have a high profile athlete and that's something that they want to do, it's great training, you know, and why not, if you're going to make a mistake, why not do it in college? when the stakes are a lot lower than doing it, you know, once you're a professional and the expectations are a lot higher. So I, to me, and, and, and you know, I, I may be speaking out of turn here because I don't understand all the inner workings and the challenges that coaches have dealing with athletes and certainly athletes in this age of social media. But it does seem to me like there would be an opportunity there to get these guys and gals, you know, some really valuable experience and again, you know, how to tell a story, how to communicate, and just how to how to take control of media and the message that they're putting out, as opposed to just you know, kind of being at the mercy, I guess, of, of the media and 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 what is said about them. Yeah, and I think going back to uh, recruiting. I think look everything in college sports goes back to recruiting, right? Yep. <laughs> but I, mean, sure I think that's a great differentiator. I know as a, as a parent, that's what's really important to me is uh, a coach showing opportunities that they provide for their for their players. You know, to, and to have an example of okay, here is Tom or Sally who has an interest in audio, and it maybe has been editing and mixing uh, music, you know, we're giving them an opportunity to work behind the scenes on this podcast that we do once a week. And then that's something that, that, that they can actually put on a resume and walk away with. 
Absolutely. No, I, I, I could not agree more. That's, you know, it's, it's funny. I hadn't really thought about that until we got into this conversation. And now the more I think about it, I mean, I think it's a, it's a great idea. Like, you know, Indiana is doing some amazing things with social media. I mean, they've really done some great stuff with video. They're really allowing you to kind of see behind the scenes and see the players. And one of the guys, Deron Davis, you know, he's, you know, actually been doing these video blogs and carrying around a camera and, you know, kind of filming himself and interviewing guys. And I don't know if, if if this is why, but it just seems to have brought him out of his shell. And maybe it's just showing us what he's always been. You know, you never know because you don't see these guys behind the scenes. But, you know, you can see him being a media guy or being like a film producer, you know, because of, you know, what he's doing and these experiences that he's getting. And so I think any of those things, you're right, I think it would be a great differentiator to see, okay, you know, a lot of schools are going to be able to offer me expert basketball instruction. These are, you know, million dollar coaches, they're great coaches. Uh, And even at lower levels, you know, the coaches are good, they're going to offer good instruction, there's going to be those opportunities. But those extra things that are going to prepare me and, and, and give me, you know, lines on the resume and important experiences for once I graduate, I absolutely think that could be a great differentiator. So, Jared, if someone is excited about podcasting, you know, how, how, how do you get started? I know what my experience was, and I was someone who had this idea for probably two years before I actually got off my behind and did it. Uh, but how, how, how does someone get, get started? You know, I think there are, there are a few technical things that you're going to want to do. You know, you're going to want to uh, get a couple of good microphones, and it'll depend on, you know, what your setup is going to be. If it's just going to be you, then you may just need one microphone. If it's going to be you and a few other people, you know, you need to get some sort of setup that is going to allow you to get good audio. It doesn't need to be perfect audio, but it needs to be good enough that a listener doesn't tune in and have to strain to hear because you don't want that barrier between you and the audience or you're not going to create the connection that you're looking for. So, and if this is something where, you know, if you don't have experience with this, there are probably people, you know, on campus or, you know, around available who would be able to help you just get a very simple setup, figure out where you're going to record. You're going to need a place to host it. And again, you know, a media school or a communications school may be able to help you do this. Otherwise, there are places like, you know, Spreaker and Libsyn where you can get inexpensive hosting just to get it set up. And then I think you want to take a little bit of time to, you know, think about who the audience is that you're going to serve, kind of think about what your strategy is, what your content is going to be, but you don't want to get paralysis by analysis, you know, so you want to make sure that when you get that enthusiasm for the idea and you start moving forward, that you get that first episode recorded pretty quickly. Because, you know, chances are it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be exactly what you want. Um, And that's okay. Either, you know, you can use it if it's good enough. If not, you just kind of, you know, (laughs) toss it aside as a learning experience and move on to the next one. But you want to start getting that content going. And then as soon as you feel like you have an episode that's good enough to put out there to an audience, put it out there and see how the audience reacts. And, and, uh, you know, same thing with the next episode. And, And as you go through those first few episodes, really see you know, number one, how you're responding to it, how you feel, how much fun you had, what felt comfortable, what felt uncomfortable, because there may be some tweaks that you want to make there uh, that will uh, make sure that you maintain your enthusiasm for the project. And then also see how the audience responds, see what works, see what doesn't work. And you can, once that feedback loop is opened, now you can kind of tweak it and improve it and make it better moving forward. Um, but, you know, the the setup part 
can kind of sound daunting, you know, in terms of, you know, getting a microphone and getting hosting and, and even putting up a website. Um, but there are probably people to help and really it doesn't take too long to get it going. Um, and again, that nice part, as we talked about earlier is instead of having to struggle just to find those first few audience members, you know, if you're, if you're a coach at a university, you're almost guaranteed to be able to get some people to listen right away. Cause they'll just be interested to hear what you have to say. And you, know, you mentioned getting better with each episode. Do you find this to be a more forgiving me? than others because I, I feel like when I'm watching TV and it's a whatever Fox regional channel and whoever coaches show I have a certain expectation they're in a, they're in this they're in this studio and you know the commercials I have this certain expectation of, of quality but I, I personally have found this is a much more forgiving uh, medium and, and audience as well yes if you respect your audience mm-hmm. then it's a, then it's a very forgiving medium where I think this medium is not forgiving is if you just think that you can flip on the microphone and just kind of, you know, BS for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and whatever you say people are going to listen to, then I think it can be unforgiving. And I think it could actually backfire a little bit. You know, that's what I said earlier. You know, I think you want to, you want to offer some value. You want to offer some insight and it's got to be in an authentic way. So I think if you're if you're only thinking about a podcast for what can I get out of this, what is this going to do for me, I wouldn't do it. But if you're thinking about it in a dual way of okay, you know, what can we get out of this? You know, how will this help us because our time is valuable, we need to make sure that we're getting a return on this investment. But you're combining that with okay, now who are we targeting and what would they be interested in hearing us talk about? And you you combine those two into your strategy, then I think it's it's very forgiving because people, they want to hear that authenticity and they'll know if you're just trying to BS them or pull one over on them or just do it for selfish reasons, or if you're actually there to really open up a window into getting to understand you better or understand your program better. Um, and so, so I think as long as you have that mindset ready to go, it is very forgiving and you can you know go out and make some mistakes and shift gears and do all of those things because people will want to be along for that ride with you. And Jared, as someone who has had many, many shows of your own and you've worked with hundreds, if not thousands of of podcasters, what have you found to be the keys to success? You know, I really think it boils down to, and we talk about this on the showrunner, the the four pillars for success with any show, authenticity, usefulness, sustainability, and profitability. So, you know, an authenticity is something that we've talked about. You know, it's basically what I just said. You know, it's about understanding what you have to offer, the experience, the knowledge, the insight that you have to offer, and then figuring out where that intersects with the audience that you're serving and what they would be interested in and what can help them answer questions or, you know, uh, satisfy curiosities. Or, you know, maybe if you're doing a podcast to help educate other coaches, you know, uh, what will help those coaches, you know, uh, the next day in practice with their teams, you know, whatever your goal is going to be, really making sure that you're presenting that in an authentic way. And then in combination with that, making sure that it's useful. You know, we always talk about how every podcast either needs to entertain, it needs to educate, or it needs to inspire. And it's a really good idea to know what the number one reason is people are coming to your show. Like people come to the showrunner, I would say, and Odell, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine that you come to the showrunner to be educated. Like you want to know, you want to learn something about podcasting that you didn't learn before when you come to that show. And obviously you would love to be entertained and inspired as well, but that's the number one element of usefulness. And so I think understanding that and understanding why the audience is coming, that, that is really important. 
And then, you know, sustainability is key. And I think sustainability is a lot more important, Odell, probably for you and me than it would be for coaches. I mean, I think it's really important for us to be there every week and to be there when we say they're going to be there. I think if you're a coach putting out episodes, you can probably get away with being on a little bit more irregular of a schedule, but not too irregular. You know, you don't want to take the audience attention for granted. And so if you want to get the most out of the experience, you know, if you put out a show every Friday afternoon and you're always there and you always produce it, and maybe that one week when you can't, you know, you at least communicate why you can't, that builds trust and it builds appreciation. And that's how you build a big audience. You know, if you really want the audience for that show to be big. And then the final element is profitability. And this does not have to mean revenue. It does not have to mean you know money. You don't need to be selling advertising on your show for it to be success. There are other ways to quote unquote profit than just money. You know, it can be indirect. You know, where because you put that podcast out there, if it helps you communicate better with recruits and that helps you build that relationship and land a recruit, well, you know, we all know what kind of profit that can lead to when you're recruiting well and getting, you know, and, and getting big time players into your program, or if it's building more fan support. And then there might also just be the intrinsic profit from the experience, you know, because you enjoy it, because it's giving opportunities to your players, as we mentioned, and, and because it's developing that relationship with the audience. So if you keep those four pillars in mind, authenticity, usefulness, sustainability, and profitability, especially the first three, you know, I think that is really what will set you up to be successful in the long term. Yeah, and I like that you state, you know, that profitability is not just money. You know, if it's you could be a younger coach uh, looking to get your name out there to to uh, create awareness um, and also a, a portfolio, if you will, of 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 your capabilities in communicating. Um, or even uh, a coach earlier in your career at a lower level is a great way to prepare yourself for when you do have that Fox Regional Sports Weekly Coaches Show or whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and to, to, to your point, I was just listening to a show by, I believe his name is Jordan Sperber, and he was a video analyst. I'm going to get the title wrong, but I think he was a video analyst for um, Eric Musselman at Nevada. I think he was also at New Mexico State. And so he just you know, got out of that and launched his own video channel on YouTube, launched his own podcast. Uh, you know, I think kind of trying to figure out what he wants to do next, but try and kind of build his personal brand around this. And in his second episode, he had Corey Alford on. Corey Alford is the I think he's the like assistant coach. He's an assistant coach, and I think he's the video coordinator for his father, Steve, at UCLA. Mm -hmm. And it was such an insightful conversation listening to these two guys talk about how they use analytics and coaching, and you know the importance of you know not just understanding the numbers, but how you display them so that you can get buy in from the players and from the coaches so they can trust you. You know, and they got into a conversation about what Corey wants to do in the future. You know, and he talked about how like his dad, he'd like to go the small school route. And they started talking about how, you know, at a small school, analytics, it can really be a big differentiator because at bigger schools now, a lot of people have, you know, guys in charge of video, in charge of analytics. So, and especially at the NBA, it's become more of a baseline thing that you just have to have to compete. And then they, they went even further. And, you know, Corey started talking about how he would use, you know, students to kind of help him, uh, you know, because he wouldn't have the same resources that he has at UCLA. And I'm thinking of this, you know, if I was hiring a coach, 
at a at a smaller school, you know, I really wanted to hire someone who was forward thinking about analytics. I'm bringing this guy in for an interview because he's I mean, he's got a plan for how he's going to do this with lower, mm-hmm. you know, with less resources. And so, you know, being able to get out there and, you know, who knows if anybody like that that would potentially hire him as listening to that. But, you know, I certainly tweeted it out from my account and shared it. And I just thought it was a great conversation that showed some really smart insight and let you get to know this young aspiring coach. So I I think opportunities like that, even if it's not hosting your own podcast, but being a guest on other people's podcasts, it's such a great way to have a deep, insightful conversation and really let people get to know you and your philosophies um, that, you know, certainly as someone who both, you know, covers a team and is a rabid fan of a team, I just really, really appreciate. Well, thank you for mentioning that uh, example. And I'll be sure to have a link in the show notes. Yeah. I'll, and I'll send you over a link to it too. It was, it was a really great conversation between those two. So Jared, can you share with us uh, the showrunner community and what you guys are doing there? I was really excited uh, to join. Uh, I've loved the, the, the um, engagement there and also how you all work with podcasters with, with your courses. Yeah, you know, the thank you for saying that. The community is really something that we have thought about doing for a long time because I think once you build a, you know, you you put a podcast out there, you've been at it for a while and you build an audience, you really want a way to take that relationship to the next level and to be able to connect more one-on-one. You know, for us, you know, that was email in the beginning and and email is still a very important way that if you want to move beyond a podcast, you know, starting an email list and being able to communicate with people that way, can really be powerful. Um, but you know, in terms of a community, just having a place where people can congregate, I think it just allows the education and the motivation and the support to multiply. Because now, you know, uh, instead of people just getting that from us once a week, we can all get it from each other in the community. And, and you know, I have to say, what I've loved the most about the community, Odell, is I have learned way more than, you know, whatever I feel like I have taught inside the community, if that makes sense. You know, just learning from the experiences of other people and the tips that other people bring in and what they do with their shows and, you know, ways that they connect with their audience. And so being able to have that and share that knowledge and that information and that enthusiasm is really, really powerful. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, when you have the privilege of building an audience that gets to the point where you could launch a community and get enough people enthusiastic to be there, um, it's, a, it, it's, it's, it's both a privilege and a responsibility. Uh, and it's one that I've really, really appreciated. And I'm just, you know, I look forward to seeing it continue to grow. Well, as an example of the power of engagement, uh, as someone myself who has been a follower of yours for so long, that that community really helped personalize you, you know? Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. see, see, getting the welcome message from you, seeing you engage with others, uh, it really, I, I've had the idea of invited, reaching out to invite you for this episode for about a year now. And it took, <laughs> but it really took that. It, it took yeah. that to get me over, you know, over uh, what fears. I don't know what I had, but I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to send this out to you and I'm going to do this. Um, it also helped me uh, understand the power of, of community and engagement in, in working to create something, which I'm going to share with, with, with listeners, uh, soon, not ready to share it yet, but, uh, we're working on something for a coaches community as well. But I just want to, I just want to thank you for that because it really helped get me, um, moving forward on this idea. But that's great. Thank you for sharing that with me. That's, you know, that's the goal. Again, it's, 
you know, it, it, podcasting is about creating one-to-one connections, you know, and, and yeah, you know, if you have 100,000 downloads an episode, then hopefully you're creating 100,000 one-to-one connections. But, it, you know, it, it's a great connection, you know, from the microphone to the ear, and it even goes to another level when you have a community and you have a meeting place where people can really get together and exchange ideas even more. So I'm, that was the reason why we wanted to have the community. And I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, as you just shared, it, it worked out exactly as we hoped. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Can you share with us more about your courses as well? Yeah, so we have we have a couple of courses right now. Um, we have a full, you know, kind of start to finish podcasters course, um, which we're you know we're updating some of the lessons. Um, but that really, you know, just from the moment that you have the idea to do a podcast all the way to launching it, it kind of walks you through all the different steps that you need to go through. And then the newest course that we've added, um, which really has been so educational and insightful to me about what I think has been missing, the kind of the missing ingredient for most podcasts is this course on positioning that we did. And we decided to launch it because we kind of had a hunch that it would be big. And the reaction that people have had to it has really just kind of blown us away. And we realized that it's something that needs to be talked about more. You know, five, six, 10 years ago, if you launched a podcast about a specific topic, chances are you were the only one or maybe one of only two or three. And it wasn't that difficult to get some attention to it because there weren't that many options. You know, now if you launch a show, there might be five, 10, 15 other shows out there. You're like, just Indiana basketball. I mean, I named 10 right off the top of my head of other Indiana basketball shows. So why is someone going to listen to our show? Well, it comes back to positioning. You know, what makes your show different? What makes your show unique? You know, how do you position yourself in relation to the other shows that are out there? Now, the great thing for coaches who would put a podcast out there is you would really have a built in positioning that is powerful, you know, because you're, you know, affiliated with this team, because you've kind of got this built in audience, your position, so to speak, within the program gives you a, a unique positioning. And so it's not as much of a challenge. But it's still something to think about, you know, because there are still, uh, it's not just about positioning yourself against the other shows in your niche. So it wouldn't just be about you positioning, you know, yourself against other shows about that team. But whenever you're putting content out there, you're also competing about competing with every other show that someone has subscribed to. You're competing with Netflix and music and other things that people can do with their time when they can consume content. So what makes you special? And this gets us back to, you know, you can't just hit record and say anything. You really want to think about value. And so we've really had some powerful experiences and conversations and interactions with people about positioning where people hadn't really been thinking about it. And then they think about it and they get it and it kind of unlocks the future of their show and, and what was holding them back because they were afraid of how they were going to get attention. And now it's like, okay, I know exactly how we're different and why people will connect with this. So positioning is, is it's just, it's such a powerful concept, you know, not just with podcasting, but in any type of content that you're creating, any product that you're marketing, even recruiting positioning is important because you got to position yourself against the other schools with your pitch. So it has been a great experience doing that course. And it's really, it's a topic that I love diving into and talking about in all of the different realms where it's, where it's so powerful. So Jared, as we close, is there anything you would like to uh, pass on to coaches who are considering starting a podcast that we may not have covered? You know, I think we've covered a lot. I would say, 
the, the, I, I suppose the thing that I would want to tell coaches, and I don't, I haven't talked with enough coaches. Maybe, can I ask you a question first? Sure. Odell, why, why are coaches reticent to start a podcast? Like, is there a reason that you've uncovered? Is it time? Is it fear? Is it, um, you know, just a kind of lack of understanding of the technical side? Like, what do you think is the biggest hurdle for coaches who think about doing this, but don't do it? I think the number one issue with coaches, with all things, is is time. Yeah. Um, there are just so many demands already on a coach's time. Uh, and then the technical aspect. Um, I think some coaches will uh, may have a a um, a fear of what uh, what are the technicalities of this um, of of recording and editing and and getting it out to uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all those all those places and 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 we can and I I'm I'm going to provide some more information and a guide on how to do some of that um but yeah. uh, but I think those are the are the two fears. Yeah, so okay, that I'm I'm glad that you that you said that. That helps me to understand more. It's always it's always difficult for me to try and provide advice when I don't mm-hmm. feel like I really understand what those challenges mm-hmm. are. You know, so I I would say to those coaches, you know, really understand the power of being able to delegate, you know, and and I know that that's probably not a thing that a lot of, some coaches are probably very good at it. Others I'm sure are not good at it, but it's not something where just because it's your podcast, you have to do everything, you know? And so there are resources like what you're going to provide Odell and there, you know, there are resources on campus for people who know this stuff, who would be able to help with the technical side and it, there would probably be people, whether they're inside of the department or you know someone that you know, or even yourself, Odell, you would be perfectly qualified to do something like this, help strategize who are we targeting and what kind of episodes are we putting out? Because you know, you're right, time is, is, is so valuable and it can be so scarce for coaches. I'm sure they're going to want to make sure that they're getting something valuable out of it. And so I think if you actually have a strategy for who's the audience for this episode, what are we really doing to target that audience? What is our goal to get out of this? When you can map some of that out, it's just like having a good game plan going into a game. You know, if you just go into it, you know, kind of flying blind and don't really have a strategy, you know, you're kind of just up to the, to the, you know, to the whims of, the, of, of what happens out there rather than kind of enforcing your will on the action. And I think that's what can really help, uh, take a podcast from beginning to actually being successful in achieving the goals that you want. Um, and that may be something, if it's not something that you have experience in, what really makes sense to bring in someone else who can kind of help you manage some of that so that you can then get on there without having to worry about any of this other stuff and just provide what you really need to be there to provide, which is the insight, the voice, and kind of the overall vision for what the podcast is going to do. So to me, I, you know, I would say, because I think if you do that, you know, if there's any wonder about whether this content can be useful or helpful, I would, I, I would say it absolutely can. You know, mm-hmm. speaking as someone who yearns for that kind of content, who has seen its impact on a limited basis. You know, it's like when when Archie Miller, you know, does a podcast. You know, all of us, you know, run to listen to it and you know to listen to what he has to say. Unfortunately, with someone like Archie, he's so, you know, candid, and, and it really feels like you're getting his honest thoughts. Um, and he doesn't do a lot of interviews and it, you don't have to get on there a bunch. You, you know, if you go once a month or once every couple of weeks, you don't have to be on there all the time, but giving people that insight, it really just helps them connect with you and with the program. And, you know, whether you're trying to connect with a recruits family with, you know, with your own players, with, you know, with a fan base, making that entire 
just, you know, community more cohesive is going to be helpful, you know, for the, for the program's overall health. And you know, somewhat selfishly, I think coaches need to look at this as investing themselves. And that's what I am, uh, yeah. of the message I'm always trying to get out is you spend so much time investing in others um, that, that coaches find themselves professionally, um, uh, personally, emotionally, and family-wise, uh, really paying the price of yeah. not spending time and investing themselves. And this is a way that you can really grow, establish and grow your own personal brand. That's a great idea, you know, because it, it, it is a transient profession. Um, and the more that you can grow that and build that, I think that, that's something I didn't think of. But I think that's a great kind of secondary or even primary reason to do it. Absolutely. And you touched on tra- transient. It's a it's a word that came up in my last episode. Uh, again, Ron McKeefrey talked about transitions in coaching and this profession has transitions and things like building your brand and your tribe and your community, your following, that's what's going to get you through those transitions. Yeah, absolutely. And what could potentially lead to, you know, a media job, uh, you know, in between jobs or at the end of a, of a coaching career. I mean, yeah, once you, once you kind of put that on tape, you know, you have a reel, so to speak, um, you know, that, that can really go a long way toward getting those types of positions too. So I think that, that that's great additional insight on the building of a personal brand too. I, I look at everything from a fan perspective, you know, <laughs> so I, I think it's, I think it's so, it's so great to have your perspective where it's really, you know, looking out for the coaches and what they can really get out of the experience too. So that's great. Well, Jared, thank you so much for your insight. And again, I want to thank you for, uh, being such a big part in me getting started and continuing this. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough uh, for that. And uh, I know we, we've mentioned the shows, but where, where can where can our listeners uh, learn more about you and, I, and, and connect with you? Well, the best place is, is probably at the Showrunner website, showrunner.fm. Um, and Odell, if any of your listeners, if any of, of the coaches that, you know, that you're working with, if they want to come into the Showrunner podcasting community, that's obviously it's a paid community right now. But just if they let you know, let me know, and let's let's bring them into the community. Um, you know, I, mean, I, I think I, I think it'd be you know it's it's a resource that's made more powerful the more people that we get in there. Um, and so if that's someone that you know that you think would be helpful, you know, let's bring them in here um, into the community. But yeah, Surerunner.fm that's our show about uh, about podcasting. Um, you can subscribe to our email list, and if you ever have questions about anything podcasting, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, folks should go to you, Odell, and if you want to, you know, send that question to me or refer people to me, I will always be happy to talk anything about podcasting because I love talking about this. I love seeing people take their idea and execute on it and, and turn it into a connection with an audience. So it's what it's what gets me fired up. You know, I know, you know, coaches, you know, the, the real tried and true coaches, they just they love practice. You know, they love getting out there and working with the guys and and doing that. And that's kind of how I feel about podcasting. Like I love being in the trenches, talking about the strategy, you know, figuring out how we can do this or that better. So I, I'm, I'm all always up to have those conversations. Well, I will have links to all that information and, and pass that on uh, to my listeners. Thank you very much for those generous offers. And Jared, thank you very much for being on Beyond the Whistle. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity, Odell. I hope my conversation with Jared helped to give you more thought on building your personal brand around a podcast. If you want to start your own podcast and you're not sure about what you need to get started, get my free guide to the gear and tools I use to produce this very show. My Podcasting Toolbox is a guide to the gear and tools to get you podcasting. Get your free copy by using the link in the show notes. And if you want to go deeper with your podcast idea and get a show launched, I want to help. 
email me at odell at mccantsports.com so we can discuss your idea and get you podcasting. Lastly, if you have not, please subscribe to the show. It's the best way to get instant updates on the newest episodes. You can subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Whistle. (laughs) 